0: Rabbi Dr. Eliezer Brutz, so nice to be with you once again after the feedback we've gotten for our discussion before Mestachet Rosh Hashanah although we're a couple days late but we have to do it again for Mestachet Tainis people want it longer more expansive we're going to keep it short and maybe one day we'll be able to do something more expansive so let's begin Masechtas Tinus, Rabbi Brot. Give us a little bit of an introduction. Okay, so
1: Masechtas Tainus is a very... Geshmak HaMasechtas talks a lot about the word tainis, I mean, means all aspects of tainis, Um with, with even Halacha Lemaisa aspects. Some aspects we'll get to very quickly at the end. Um, and like all other Masechtas, just to mention one tool, is the Gersais, the text of the Talmud of Masachtas Tainis. So up till now, you the uh, one main tool would be the Diktuke Seifrim. Um, Marshall, if someone uses article Hebrew a lot, you'll notice it quoted extensively in the footnotes. It's not so much in the English. It's an interesting difference between the two. Um, and later, there, after the Diktuke Seifrim wrote his work, um, there was an edition from Tzvi Molter, famous for working on on the, a book of his they wrote on River Sadiga and others, and this work is a based on many manuscripts of Masechtas Tainis that were not available to the Dukri Cipher. It, this Masechtas Tainis is available, I believe, on Eitz Chachma. Since then there's been much more, there's been many more discoveries with the of the Gemara, but that's beyond the scope. Okay. That's the first um, tool to know about okay. Masechtas.
0: Very good. Okay, so the first thing let's discuss is Rashi. I know there's been discussion in the previous generations among the Achroinim. If this is Rashi, if this is not Rashi, I know I've heard being discussed, the talks about it in Sheh Magdalim, Marat Chias, I know, both on the Mesechta and in his Truvis talks about it. So, Rebel what can you say about Rashi on Masechta's Tainis?
1: Okay, so interesting is, it's, in general, it's very interesting, is that certain Masechta's on Shachs Um, it's been questioned if it's where we have different messiahs that say that this Masechta is not Rashi, or this part of the Masechta is not Rashi. One such Masechta is Rashi and Tainus. The question is when, who was the first person who even pointed this out? Um, also I'll try to explain what the significance of knowing if it's Rashi or not, and possibly if it's not Rashi, who it is. So first, um, I, I, I looked into it a few different times. And I have written down in my notes that there is a Rabbi of Emden about the subject. So, but I looked high and low and I could not find the Rabbi of Emden. Um, Finally, okay, looking, and then I see the Chida brings Rabbi of Emden and he says, um, in the Sheh Dailam, he says that Rabbi of Emden says in his Mishnah Lechem, that Rashi Amasechdas Tainus is not Rashi. Okay, fine. So, I, but I want to see, everyone knows the famous klal, it's always to check up things inside. I want to see, where is this Rebekah of Emden? Anyway, I look up the Mishnah Lechem. Now the Mishnah Lechem is Rebekah of Emden wrote a parish Mishnaya, it's called Lechem Shamayim, and he added additions, and later on it was printed called Mishnah Lechem. So I open up my Mishnah Lechem, there's nothing on Tainus. And I cannot find it, again, looking high and low. Looking all over different places. People quote it, quote it from different places, but it seems no one really saw it, where it is. Finally, um, it's getting very frustrating. I'm looking, I want to see the Serbiak of And the reason is, is, as follows, we always want to know who's the first person who claimed that it's not Rashi. And what's his reasoning behind it? Maybe you know, it could help us understand what you know to dismiss that it's Rashi so fast. It's Rashi, it's Rashi. Anyway, make a long story short without boring you all the steps of the of the of the hunt. Um, there's a safer, there was a, a, a person named Chaim Michal. He had a fascinating, massive library of manuscripts of Swaram He dies in the late 1840s. And he had a catalog where he would list different information that he found about Svaram or his manuscripts and later on it was printed. There he brings that reactive Yachim and talks about it in Mishnah Lechem. So I told you but I, but I looked to my Mishnah Lechem it's not there. Turns out my Mishnah Lechem was reprinted in the 1970s and does have Mishnah Lechem but it does not have the Mishnah Lechem on Ovis. It's in the Mishnah Lechem on Ovis. Now then I remembered why I had written down Rav Emden in his Lechem Shamayim on Ovis which is printed separately he has a list in the beginning of Avas, listing out different Rashi's on the Masechta, saying this is not this. this Lamashal Avas, he says, is not from Rashi. Now, over there in the Hagdama of the Lechem Shamayim, doesn't say that. Now, this Hagdama, for some reason, was not printed in a lot of the editions of Lechem Shamayim of Rabbi Yaakov But in the first edition of the Lechem Shamayim of Rabbi Yaakov which this Chayim Michal had, in the in the, there is actually a Mishnah Lechem which has 15 pages, which is not printed in the 1970 edition. That is where I checked up, and this is. I'm saying all well, this is the reason why you have to is to um, explain why you have to justify svarim, the what I have behind me, and not just to rely on computer search engines and stuff. You feel you see it, and a lot of times you could see that you could see the thing. What do I see? Is that in the Mishnah Lechem Anavis, Rabbi Akiva Emden says um, he. He says the following words, Kipirish gemara tainis v'chein Now, for, I have no idea how, but Rechaim Michal chapt, and then it turns out, not Rechaim Michal chapt also, the chida chaptis, because the chida was before Rechaim Michal, that Rabbi Yaakov Emden had a list, I said, in Lechem Shemayim, and he lists out different sectors. So he's adding in one word, that what? Tainis also is not from Rashi. But the problem is, that's only one word. It doesn't say why. Why, why in the world is it like that? So then I find that there is a thing, Rebekah wrote wrote, so I looked, originally I was looking for this Rebekah I thought maybe it was in his Haggai's Amasechda's times. So if you use the Shas Vilna, we have Haggai's of Rebekah on on Gemara, but those are not complete. Vakshal, one of the things to get people to buy a Shas, he put in different things. This is before Eizh took over, and he got a hold of the Ksaviyad of Rebekah Emden on Gemara um, in his Gemara in Oxford, called Kailan Seifrim, and he printed them throughout the Masechtus. Now, I'm not even sure if Vakshal is complete, but it's much more than what's in the standard back of the Gemaras of regular Masechtus. Okay, locate over there, and in, y- in Dafyud, okay? So over there, he doesn't say that it's not Rashi. What does he say? He says, daf- This is found if you use a Shas Vakshal. I'm not sure if it's in other... Editions um, of the, of, I'm not sure if it's in Daiz Vahadar, because I'm not sure if they got permission to use this Kailan Shalseifrim. Anyway, he says as follows Then he says, So Rabbi Emden, although he, in the beginning of Avis, um, so first of all, the Chida never saw this Rabbi Emden. This is from a manuscript of his Gemara in Oxford. But but the Chida just takes it, okay, it's Rashi, it's not Rashi, because of this word I told you, it's, I don't understand how the Chida, he put this, whatever, okay, you have to take into account, the Chida traveling a lot of the time, he's not um, sitting in front of a nice library, quiet, he, he remembers one word, puts it together. Okay, Chaim Michal, at least, he's sitting in a beautiful library, he's a rich kevir, so he was able to look. Anyway, the bottom line is, he doesn't have it, but it says, so, but when you look over there, he's not saying it's not Rashi. He's saying is there was stuff added in. Now, this is a more common occurrence, um, especially following the printing of the Talmud. A lot of Haggai's were stuffed into the various prints, especially already going back to Haggai's of the marshal was put in. So it didn't take, so it turns out Rabbi Akhavimdan is not removing it from Rashi. Okay. But this is why it's important to see exactly what it is Rabbi Akhavimdan said. However, moving a little further, Maritz Chayas. Prince Hagayis on Chasson at Fusvin, I believe it was, and then later on in a journal called Zion, and then later on he wrote a Tshuva sefer With the second part of the Tshuva Sefer, he has certain Amaram of his, and he has a mimer Sim in Imri Bina Simin Hay. He has an extensive Arichos going through all of Rashi on the Sechdos Tainus and asking various questions, and he sets it up very, very masudr, going through the um, the. Masechta, pointing out different haras. Now, these haras are based on different cl- things that he, from his knowledge of Rashi and Shast and it's interesting is that no one really took this simmon, although everyone quotes this simmon. No one ever really took this simon and went through piece by piece to see, is this an issue? What, what do I mean to say is that from the time that Chayis wrote this till today, there's been a major um, our improvement in our understanding, even though we still don't understand completely how Rashi wrote his work, and there's many questions not answered, but we know much more than before. And the question would be to check if all these things still Carry weight. Um, some of these things might not be issues so much. Because let's say you have a, one list he has is Styrus and Rashi. And he even points to Lamashal the Magan in Simon Tov that he says over there, oh, the Magan Avram is being Ma'ira in Rashi from Psachim to Tainus. But the Magan Avram doesn't say, oh, it's not Rashi on Tainus um, as an answer. And even that, it turns out that Nazir Shimshin has an answer for the Mughan of Rome's problem. But, so that couldn't be, you can't have a build-up theorist. We know there's always theorists in Rashi, and, and that's its own conversation. Anyway, but bottom line is that the Marz Chayis concludes, interestingly enough, based on his various many rayists. So some, first of all, sorry, someone did attempt, um, we'll get to who in a second, someone did attempt to answer up some of them, but uh, it still has a lot more, it could be improved much more. So the Marz Chayis conclusion is that it must be there was some version of Rashi on the Masechta, and Talmud um, added stuff for someone else of that sort, and that's why there's more problems in this Masechta than other Masechtas. Okay, that's what the Meretz conclusion is. How
0: about the Chida? Are you getting back to the Chida?
1: Okay. So the Chida, his conclusion, interestingly, is like this. He First, he, he seems to go like with Yisrabek Avenden. Note, he doesn't have any Raius. He says, oh, he had a kasha with a certain Rashi, okay, whatever. Then he says, but Lemaissa, he saw the... Tesis Rid, Ritva and Rabbeinu Betzalel and their Chedushim bring pieces from Rashi, and, and they're in this Rashi. So it must be, if they're being miyachas at the Rashi, it's Rashi. And mistakes crept into Rashi, which is more possible. Now the Chidah was able to say such a thing because, you have to understand, in, the to- in this period of time, we are talking about the late 1700s, the Chidah is writing this piece. This piece of the Chidah is being written in the year, in the 1780s probably, there's no, there's virtually almost no Rishonim on Masekta's Tainish. So no one could even tell you this proof. The Chida, who traveled and visited many libraries, and we know he saw many manuscripts as he identifies them in his Magal Tav, a fascinating book, he was able to say such a thing and say such a proof. Now, but, but a little further, Marz Chayis, he doesn't talk about if other Rishonim, because again, still, the scene of Rishonim for this Masekta, which we're going to elaborate on shortly, is still almost dead. Now, okay, um, Now, so in short, I would suggest that even though the Mertz does make this conclusion and the Chida has his thing, there's still work to be improved, to prove one way or the other more conclusive. However, um, uh, just to say a few things, just a few last points with with this, to conclude this uh, um, piece about Rashi on this Masechta. I'd like to conclude with a few things. First of all, a lot of people did accept this Maretz Some quote him, some don't. Some will you'll find, for example, Rebbe Altshuler, a famous Litvish guy wrote a um, Mi'ilah. He has a whole piece in the beginning of the Sefer about various Rashis on the Masech. He right away says, but he doesn't quote Maretz it's not Rashi. There's um, a, a, a very Chashev Galitianer, Dayan Rav Rappaport. He was a Talmud, possibly, of the Menches Chinuch, but he brought the Menches Chinuch to print, he has Hagoyis in this interesting sefer printed in the 1870s called Ber Hagoyla. In the back of the sefer, he has a bunch of Hagoyis on the sefer. And he also, Klachayad, Yad, Tainus, not Rashi. Um, the diktuke Dukei who is an uh, expert in this type of thing, he says it's not Rashi, but he, the, in, in a few places, and he, and he interestingly enough, in at least one place, he goes, the Goyin Maretzchayis, already was this in his Tshuva, and it seems he, he's accepting that it's not Rashi. Um, again, I'm not going to go with the long list of all the people that talk about it, as a, it's a long list. But I, one interesting tidbit to emphasize: certain Daily lita, they talk about it. Both the brothers, the Marakai and and uh, and Cheshik Shlaima, they also and they refer to the Marzchais. How do they refer to him? Similar to how the Tukaysoi from another Litvish person, they refer to him as Gain. What does that mean? So I just like to point out, not to be myrich on this, but it's even a debate. A few weeks ago, even everyone always asks, is the Mosca- is the a maskal? He's not. He's good for the Jews, bad for the Jews, whatever you want. Interestingly enough, even in in Satmer, um a, a few weeks ago, I just got a call this week, how this was being debated in various Satmer, um newspapers that come out over Sh- for Shabbos in the past few weeks, specifically about this point. One guy quoted the Marzchayis and. Didn't give him proper cover. The other guy said, How can you give cover? The next guy says, You could. The Rebbe quotes him, the whole thing. It's oh, it's debated about it. always. Um, um I hold my conclusion um is that he's 100 percent peseder, and the, I could bring many proofs to it. Here are some is that the Gdalita always referred to him as Goyim.
0: They don't usually
1: write Goyim so fast. Um now this Bikl, this whole approach of of Ratskayas, he's in this simon, he's managed going through Rashi very clearly. He's not just like, okay, he doesn't like the Lush and it doesn't fit. Where did he get this again? On, on the tip of, um, just to give you a tiny piece of where it's coming from, I believe it's from the influence of his great rabbi, the great Rabbi Fraym Zalmargolis. Margolis. I just have to say that to plug my work on Rabbi Fraym Zalmargolis. Margolis, I've worked on him extensively, and I feel that that's where the hashpa um, came. Rabbi Fraym Zal Margolis was very into text oriented, being the daik and Rashi, Mamish, everything, and that's where it's coming from. Um, where can people now, find your work, Rabbi Fraym Margolis? One day when it gets, gets printed. And the last point with all this is, why is this so significant? The answer is very simple. In psaq halacha, a lot of times when you learn halacha, you will find that even though some people say you can't bring a ra'y from Rashi La halacha, many disagree with such a point. It's its own shmuz. And for example, the Magen Avram in Hilchus Shabbos has a piece where he builds something, built off a, a, a sheet of his, built off a rashi in Tainus. This is the same Magnavram that knew about Styrus in, in 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 Rashi in Simotovkov and Dalit. And we find other places. Recently there was a journal a few uh, two, three years ago that came out so, and someone has a whole interesting piece Nagaya to um it's, uh, ta- relating to halacha today, stuff that comes up in Masechtas Tainis, and it plays out, do we count this as Rashi? If it's Rashi, it's a, the Rashi is one of the G'dayi so it plays, it's a heavyweight. If it's a Talmud, and then, you know it's mistakes, and it's this, you know, people will be more skeptical. Do you count them in the list, etc.? Okay, that's the significance, why it is. Anyway, so I'm not being machria. A lot of people say a lot of different things. That's what I like to confuse you, and that's the end of the story of Rashi on Masechtas Tinus. And the
0: Maratrias, we must say, that Rebetzin Buria David, Hutner's daughter, famed
1: Rebetzin at BJJ. She wrote a dissertation this Correct. I am arguing on Rebetz and Buria David, and we don't want to go further because we do not want people to ban the show. And um,
0: Rabbi Dr. Dover Katz has a podcast on, um, on his Charedi Maskelem. Is, um ah, is on the list. Okay. I don't mean I don't mean it in a bad way, but, you know, this discussion. Um, very good. Okay, let's move
1: we
0: forward. Of, okay. okay, so, let's move forward. You briefly touched upon the fact that Rishonim were not available on Tainis, certainly in the late 1700s. So when did they become available and what do we
1: have today? Okay, so just to make it very quick, Napa Rishos, so the first time really a significant Rishon comes to light is in 1729 is the Ritva, but interestingly where most of the time the Ritva is written as a parish on the Gemara here it's more on the Rif um, and it's printed but in 1729 afterwards it wasn't really used, it takes a long time till it gets. but today, Baruch Hashem, we have of Cook, of and it can be found in any Shul library, a thorough work on the Masechta. Now after that there's no real significant um, Development of Rishayim being available on the Masechta, until comes along Shas Vilna. They were looking to pump their Shas, so they got a hold of Rabbi Nachman the manuscript and Rabbi Gershon, Without getting into anything about them, but these are important about who what they are and the significance of their works. They're very important. They're on the Daf, very useful. So those so already Shas Vilna and then the Brit. They already have something. Uh, they, um, fast forward a little a little bit later. Um, discoveries are made of this Rabbeinu el which we spoke about by Mesechta Yuma, I believe. Mesechta um, Rabbeinu el so we So f- they found a few blood of his. More recently, some have found a few more blood of Rabbeinu el It's been printed in a journal called Chizigi Bayrim. And of more recent, I Bye. was in contact with the author, he has found even more Material of Rebel Yakim, which some of it is available on the internet for free on a website called Ol taira a very fascinating website, um, but it's not completely edited yet. He, he's It's a work in progress. But he put out some more blot of this Rebel Yakim. And just in short, significance of Rebel Yakim is it's a similar type style to Rashi type. So it's a very Pshat oriented Safer. Okay. And then just to, just as always, there's always discovery. So there's a Safer Tsrayrus was printed. Um, a numuki Yosef and the, uh, a and the Talmud of the Ramban on, on the are printed a Ginze which has a few more volumes. You have the Meiri, and that and that's some of the Rishayim that exist on the Masechta. Okay,
0: moving from Rishainim. Um Earlier Rishayim, I'm sure there are a lot of the standards. So I talk about a little bit of the standard ones and something that might be interesting, specifically the Masechta Sinus
1: interestingly, again, there's not all that many um, svaram on devoted to Masechtas Tainus. We'll get to we'll get to it shortly. Um, um, in, in the and through that, I'll get to talking just one last point relating to Rashi on Tainus. But the first thing is that there's a, a famous Achran, famous for people in the Shiva world that learned Kachim, the Karen Oyra. The Karen Oyra is the brother of the famous Litvish Gadol, Mishkinus Yaakov. Now, for some reason. We know almost nothing about the Karen which is very interesting. Um, he's assumed to be a Talmud of Rukhaim Velazhner, but I, I can't find any such thing that he's a Talmud of Rukhaim Velazhner. His brother, the Mishkan was a Talmud, possibly a Talmud khaver of Rechaim Velazhner. Um, the sons of the Keren Uyghur write all about their father, uh, Naisak Dama, which I'm going to quote in a minute one piece from it. They don't mention anything, and they would. that To say he's a, he also was a Talmud of Chaim Balejah, they don't point this out at all. So I suspect he was not a Talmud. Of, he's strictly a Talmud of his brother. He's a few years younger than his brother, Mishkin Um Now, he, but it's clear from his, looking at his work uh, very quickly, he's influenced by the Gra style learning. He quotes the Grah very often, and he does, quote, something not so ordinary, but for someone in the influence of the Grah, the Yushalmi. Um and uh, another thing is he worked on Kachim, so that's where he's famous from and just one um one thing ab- about him because i just found it so interesting is the Hagdama the children write about him he, he basically most of his life he just sat and learned only Saif Yamov after his brother died he ends up taking over his brother's position but he was living in this at, at the end he was living in the same city as his brother and he learned with his brother um anyway so they describe their father, Seder HaYoyim. So they say that in the morning he would learn Mishnayis. He had a set Seder in Mishnayis. After first learning Zoya, this was early morning. Then he would, after davening, stay in Talos and fill in learning in Shul. A Daf he gave some type of sheer And he would, then he would return to his room. Now remember, he's a Litvak. And as I said, he's, I, I think he's influenced from the Groh camp, but he wear, he wore Rabbeinu Tam Tfilin, which is a Chiddush until um, about half the day. Then, um, and and he was Isaac a lot in writing. Now, one last thing was, is after Mincha, he learned Tanakh, which again, this is why I assume he's somewhat influenced from the Grah, slash Rukhain Belajar. This was a Limud, not so fa- not commonly found, especially not in those days. Okay, that's Tagdama. This is the Karanah. Now, looking through the Sefer, something's very strange. He's, his Chashevah, relative of his is the Shagasari that's one of the famous Yichos they even mention in this Hagdama and his whole Yichos is its own Parsha which we will not go into with a fascinating interesting material his Zayda was is Baruch Shik um, anyway without going into the story of Baruch Shik but he doesn't quote the next Chasheva famous Achron that wrote on Moseftus Tainus who is that the Ari, which I already spoke about by Yuma and I spoke about by Rosh Hashanah the, this was a What's uh, the answer? Is this is where you got to know bibliography, and what's the answer to the question? The Gvurisari is printed after the Karinayr. Karinayr is printed in 1851. Gvurisari on Masechetus Tainus is only printed in 1862. Therefore, he could not quote it. Okay. Now we already were Meirich on the Gvurisari, so I'm not going to be Meirich a lot about him. I just want to say two tiny quotes. I was There's saying the that, quote the Karinayr. No, because the grocery is long dead. He was nifter way before. His son put it out, 1862, whereas the Shargah uh-huh. was nifter in the hey, see, I don't years. know bibliography. It's not your fault. Baruch Hashem, you don't know. That's what you have to say. Baruch Hashem, I don't know bibliography. Anyway, just to quote two quotes about the grocery, because we already were meyerch on him. And I, I, wanted to, I was emphasizing then that people in the Gra camp, for sure, were into him, even though there's a line that the gras said uh, about him, different things. One such line I have discovered. What? Ah, yeah. In His, Rosh, right? Reus, right? Yeah, with Pilpul. Yeah, that it's, he was too pilpil. and But anyway, the the Ilya says Kadmani Baze Hagoin Bal and Who's Raman Hashem Ilya? One of the people from um, influenced by the Gra who knew the Gra. What extent of a Talmud he is is a different story. Another Person from the Base Medrish of a Talmud of Rukhai Velajner and a Talmud Muvak of the Nachos David a Talmud of Rukhai Velajna says in Tainus when he's talking about it, he has a stik of he says, Ma man rav rabenu goin shargis so in the all I all I'm just saying it's not any khadushim. Some people were asking what am I meant, I'm not going to be Myrich about it. But anyway, that's the point. There's a Gloriousari, there's a Kerenari. That's the Liturisha camp. What about the Galicianer, um Polish camp? So, interestingly enough, there's a Rabbi Yaakov Shore. This was originally printed in the now doesn't exist sadly anymore a journal from Babyl Chasidus Karim Shleima. So, there's a few pages of this great guy in Rebecca Shore who has Arikhus Yam. He dies in the 1920s. He was a Talmud by the Shalomeshim as a young kid already. Fascinating, interesting personality. Now, Lakewood printed a volume on Masechtas, Tainus, and other Masechtas called, I think it's called um Yain or something like that. And there they have this Rebecca Shore. Somehow they have more pages than the Karam Shlaima. Uh, but they don't say exactly where they got it from, but it, it appears to me that they have a few more pages, so you even have some more pages of some nice Tyra from Rebekah Shore if you want a different style um, learning on the Masechta. Okay, now one last thing we always have on um, Masechta is that you always have to find someone who's Meshuggah to Ais and which is an amazing thing, um, and we do find such a thing randomly walking into a Svarim store, one day I come across a sefer called Chitas Kadmonius Amasechtes Tainus. Okay, people complain that I don't show the show and tell. So here is how it looks. It's a giant sefer, nice sized sefer. It was printed in Eretz Yisrael in Tafshin Samachzayim. And this sefer, the fellow went ahead and he printed a lot of different svarim that he tracked down. Chashva svarim on Masachtes Tinus including the Sefer Tsreiris that I mentioned was a Rishon. He got, he got Rishus from the previous person who printed it, and a few other interesting Purushim, and it's an amazing thing to have. It's Mamusha of uh, the A lot. There's a lot, a lot of material on the Masechtus Tainus that one could find in this Sefer. Now, what, um, and one thing at the end is that he has a whole Sefer from someone, it's called Ktuke Haverim, and this sefer, Duktuke was first printed in 1803. we were talking about a 200-page small print letters, but he did a nice job. Based on Rabbi Seifer's recommendation to him to print this sefer, it seems to be a very, very chashevah, thorough be'il pirish on the Masechta. And one last thing he has in the sefer, after printing over eight Svarim Achreinim, he also went and he tracked down a bunch of Svarim that have a few pages on the Masechet, and he put it kilu like a uh, he calls it um, a Yalkut Mefarshim, which is very very useful. Um, You know, a lot of times the tr- this is in, this was he printed this in Tafshan Samach Zion. So it's a especially with new technology that has, the safer is not as um, today you could do such a thing yourself really, but it's still very good to have it. You need it for Shabbos, right? That's the oh, the claim why you have to buy Svarim still, and. Um, it's a very, very useful safer. Now, when I say Meshuggah for the Masechta, it seems is that earlier, randomly walking into a farm store, I, I found myself seeing the safer. It says on Rashi on Tainus. I'm like, Rashi on Tainus? <laughs> Whatever. So this came out actually in Tuftshin Tzamech Daleg. And he located what he believes to be at least two blot, which is Vaday Vaday Rashi. And he deals with it in this safer. Um so two blood, he claims, and it's not only him. Other people agree with him that it's that we have on, on some ancient print that he tracked down um, through Mechon Talmud Israeli, and he printed these two blood of Rashi. That's for sure. Rashi. He also deals with. I mentioned the Ratz Chai, as Someone dealing with it. He deals with it in the safer, But I, I, I think it's not, uh, um, it's not enough. But be that as it may, you always need such a person. Um, um, the reason why it's significant to have these type of people is they. They take a mesecta, they adapt a mesecta, and then you're when you're able you're able to learn it, and you could have um, valuable information on the mesecta. Now, just to conclude, to, um, okay, so that's the main street, I guess. him on the mesecta. Right,
0: um, we'll just got We're running out time. of time. Any contemporary right, and right so just do do you very want to very mention, f- or you mentioned?
1: Right, right, exactly. Well, just to, because the clock is ticking. So people complain, I don't mention enough for more contemporary. So there's a sefer called Igra de Tainisa, which is from a fellow Rabbi Nachum Abrams and It's over 500 pages available for, Igra de Tanisa is available for download on Hebrew books. Very thorough safer Malachic, a lot of material on the Masechta. And then I got an email um, a few days ago, a safer Hatzivi Tsiunim. someone in Bnei Brak, put out, blot by blot, a lot of Marmachimus and pieces, uh, shadow-oriented, but a, a very nice work of a 100-something pages on the Masechta. That's the Masechta, just to end off, is this Masechta talks well, you about tines, before, as I mentioned. You also mentioned before the T'lilu right? Right, right, right. So Tilo is a collection of um, of more contemporary Rosh Hashivas also on the Masechta from all types. Um, some they got some manuscripts, a, a very nice collection um, of material on the Masechta, put out by people okay. in Lakewood, some form of home. I don't know if it still exists, but they put out more than one Masechta. Okay, just to conclude, is Masechta's Tainus, Halacha is about Tainus. What are the is uh, interestingly, uh, so first of uh, General Tainus, some recent safer came out, or a Likot, just people like these type of things, called Nesive Hamanhagam from Rav Dvorkis. This is about Tainus at Seber Val Yachid. In the back, it has a, um, but it, he just basically lists all the Tanaisim that there are, and he has some nice material about it. Okay. Um, and he has in the back, on Hilchus Tainus, a small contrast from manuscript of Rabshaye Dublitsky. Now, just to conclude, speaking of Rabshaye Rav Rabshaye was a guy. Nifter in his late 90s in Eretz Yisrael a few years ago. He was famous for um, writing Svarim on noisim, on topics that no one else wrote about. Sometimes he was like, he would find the episode Simon and Shulchanat that for some reason wasn't. So one such topic that he wrote about is the concept of tainus. This, Masechus tainus, as Dafyemi people already know, deals with, fa- um, um, where people learn Mishnah is tainus, that it deals with fasting because of lack of rain. So and now in Eretz Yisrael, sometimes this happens, it starts raining very late, so you're supposed to make a tainus, so he wants to know why we don't do it, so he wrote a whole safer about it, it was printed four times, it's called Palge Mayim, okay, very nice safer um, in his style, Interest just to conclude, In the, he, so he sent the safer out to different condolim, he got feedback, Some didn't like it, so interesting, Rosh Hashanah Zalman Orbach writes to him, the reason is today, the re- it could be that today it's not as Nageya to do this, his point always is, it should be we should fast, because that's what's shaitan alocha, and he goes through the whole sugya from scratch, and, and malakid everything, any fasting um, material in the sefer. So Rosh Hashanah Zalman said, that's very possible, because a fast, who's going to end up fasting? The Bnei Yeshiva, because no one else is going to take it so seriously. So so for Ibn Tayra it's better they shouldn't fast. So, and what do we rely on? So we rely on the mice of food could come um, where it's a whole different world than 100 years ago, 200 years ago. So it's even though, yes, rain is important, it's not as important, not as dangerous deathly. So yes, you'll find 100 years, 200 years ago, people did fast and give them health of that, but not so much as today. You could, Rosh Hashanah was saying in this letter they, they print in one of the editions um, that one could be mekel. Uh, um, about it. Anyway, that's some of the smarim on the Mesachta kindness that are out there.
0: Okay, sounds fascinating. There are so many things you mentioned that we could have conversations on standalone, but not in this forum. Mitzah we'll get to them. And looking forward to the next Mesachta. One day, one day. And Mishnai is coming up. Mentioning mentioned the Karanoira. Also, Mount Mishnah is interesting piece of information. And thank you again, Rabbi Doc Billy Azabrat. And we will be in touch.